Are you a college student looking for better guidance on how to figure out your life after college? Maybe you are slowly looking at jobs, or maybe you are finally getting around to editing your resume, or maybe you are just getting anxiety awaiting for the question at the next big family dinner, what are you going to do after college? Yep, I've been there. That's why I created my career ebook guide to help guide you on the path to young adult life in your post-grad career. From custom resume templates, ways to improve your LinkedIn, cover letter examples, top interview questions, and so much more, it's all in my ebook guide, which you can find on my blog at emilyelizabeth.blog/shop. I'm Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth Duong, and I am your host. So on today's episode, it is Friday, so it's a bonus weekly one, and I talk about self-confidence specifically here in this topic, and I pretty much go on a 20-minute thought process rant, if you will, just kind of sharing my thoughts on my journey with self-confidence and what I find works best for me, but also in general, because I do think that there are some approaches where it's too much sugarcoating and there's too much of this self-love process. And I do touch on the concept of where I draw the line for self-love and, you know, getting more tough and building self-confidence because I look up to athletes like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, um, Michelle Kwan, and just, you know, many athletes in this world that are top-notch, that are, you know, having to go through tough days, tough injuries, and bad losses, and all that, and I feel like that's just a great example as to how any of us can build self-confidence in our personal life, in our career, in dating, relationships, whatever that might be, and so with that being said, um, a lot of what I share on today's episode is not sugarcoated. It's pretty blunt and, you know, explicit and forward. So I do want to preface that before we dive into it. So if you are interested in hearing my raw thoughts on building and gaining self-confidence, then keep listening. All right, so let's dive into the topic of self-confidence and how to gain self-confidence. I think this is a topic that needs to be discussed more and something that we need to kind of be a little bit more, I don't know how to say, I don't want to say hard on yourself, but there comes a time where you need to draw the line between self-love and giving yourself the actual tools to be self-confident and inevitably self-love as well because when you're confident in yourself you're also going to have more of an inkling to love yourself and, and be proud of who you are and be proud of your process and be proud of your journey so it's all a domino effect in my opinion a couple years ago when i was in the midst of college i definitely had a lot of insecurities like many of us do and i think oftentimes 
again, I'm going to speak for myself. I would try to ignore them or I would try to cover them up almost or lie to people and act like those were not real or whatever it is that is about me is not real, even though it could have been, right? And it's been so many years now, so I can't think of an exact example. But let me just be really fucking honest on this one. An example I can think of, again, prefacing this is not really harsh, but let's just say I felt like I was overweight or regardless, overweight or not, I just was not happy with my body. So as a result, I'm insecure about it, right? Like I don't want to see myself in a bikini. I am insecure when I look at other women on Instagram, whatever that may be. So there's a fine line between criticizing yourself and being like, oh, I hate my body. And the alternative is also looking at it as, well, my, my body's good, but I want to be fucking great. And I want to be more confident about my body. So my approach, and I would say like I've done this before, but like, fortunately, I don't think I've ever had a terrible, um, you know, relationship with my body in that sense, but I've been criticized um, by, by a family member a lot on my figure. So um, I relate to it in that extent where I used to question a little bit, but I, I, I would always say, you know, if I felt that way about my figure, I would call myself out on it. So the reason why I would recommend calling yourself out on your insecurity instead of, I guess, hiding when someone calls you out on it is because you are putting the power in your hands when you're the when you're the one telling yourself and again there's a difference between talking to yourself negatively and telling yourself hey this is something i need to work on so you got to word it in the correct way there's you don't want to say oh you're ugly you're stupid or whatever again negative that's we don't want that kind of conversation to ourselves but we want to say hey i want to fucking level up i want to be fucking great that is what you want to be saying to yourself. So you write down where you're currently at. So again, I, I hate to use this um, sensitive topic, but I feel like this is this is real and I want to help people look and frame at life a certain thing, you know? So if I was talking about my physique and let's just say I wanted to lose 10 pounds, I would literally say, okay, I currently weigh 130 pounds, right? And I want to lose... 10 pounds so I would write down like what I'm currently at so that's step a right you you are currently at point a and you want to get to point b so point b would be all right 120 again this is all hypothetical numbers there's no rhyme or rhythm to this I'm just trying to give a very basic example but you know point a is 130 130 pounds point b is 120 pounds and maybe like losing an inch or two off your waist or what again whatever it is that you're looking for when you start calling yourself out and being like huh okay this is where I am and this is my reality so you start to slowly put the picture and the puzzle together on how to get to point b right now you're staring at two numbers from 130 pounds to 120 pounds you're like okay there's a 10 pound difference let's just say I want to lose those 10 pounds in I don't know, two months or three months, right? Then you start breaking it down into 
per week. How do I get to lose 10 pounds in eight weeks, right? You start dividing. And again, I'm not, I don't, I hate that I have to keep prefacing it, but I just don't want people to think that I am saying this in a negative way or that I'm actually making this a real life example. This is not a real life example. I'm just saying the moment you identify your current reality and then the area you want to go to or the direction you want to go to, that's the beginning of the journey to self-confidence because self-confidence is not something built overnight and it's not something you buy and it's not something you can just pick up and be like yep I'm confident right self-confidence is developed on a journey so if you're again sorry to bring it back to this weight loss journey but I feel like it's the most pragmatic in a way because I think everyone goes through this phase you know we have our ups and downs from freshman 15 you know gaining weight in college and then losing it and then wanting to work on that personal development each time you go into the gym or each time you force yourself to go on a run or go to that workout class that right there is what is building your self-confidence each day each moment you step into the workout class that is the part in building self-confidence so same thing if you want to have a better LSAT score or standardized test score each time you open your your prep book to practice and watch your practice score improve that's what is going to help you build self-confidence if you're an athlete like me you know whether you were like you know for example I used to be a figure skater a tennis player What's going to build my self-confidence in going into a match against a top player as well is playing during my practice matches and winning and watching what my mistakes are and working on the mistakes, right? Because if I were to ignore the mistakes I'm making in practice, then I'm never going to correct them and absolutely will do the same mistakes in a real match. You guys kind of catch what I'm saying? So I know it is really tough to call yourself out on your own bullshit because it seems like you're talking to yourself negatively, but if you reframe it and you realize that actually by admitting to yourself, again, admitting to yourself, not negatively slamming yourself, just saying admitting to yourself, if it were me, you know, in the tennis realm, I'd be like, Emily, you are missing five out of 10 backhand shots. You need to work on consistency here. You are missing five out of 10. How can you make it where you're only missing one out of 10, right? So again, I'm identifying point A is currently missing 50% of shots. Point B and the end goal is missing only 10% of shots, right? Again, very arbitrary example, but even if you're not an athlete or if you don't think of your life or anything you've done in life in this manner, I would say that the first step in, in regardless of what it is, is to admit that you currently do it. And just to bring it back into more of a personal life example too, something that I needed to work on a lot was simply my personality back in the day you know I used to call myself out for not being a honest person I didn't feel like I was trustworthy I didn't feel like I was kind-hearted 
down to earth, um, any of the traits I really am today. You know, I I always told my old friends, um, or not old friends, but people when I first met them, when I transferred to Chapman University in 2017, I told a lot of friends or people I met in the process that, hey, you know, I'm actually on this personal development journey right now. And as I was getting better, I would ask people like, hey, is there something that I do or something I say often that kind of irks you or it makes you um, kind of question a little bit? Like, is there something that you could advise me to work on? That's something I always did too, to build self-confidence is asking for someone to call me on my bullshit too and giving the permission for them to do that. Because if you are not willing to look your insecurities and your quote flaws in the eye, they will never go away. In order for your insecurities to disappear or be reduced significantly, you have to start by fucking admitting they exist. And that in itself is a positive perspective. When you actually start to be like, yup, this is the reality, it's a positive perspective because you are now giving yourself the power and control to go down the journey of building up that self-confidence. You're going to go from level one to level two to level three, four, five, and so forth. It's just like playing a video game. When you're leveling up, you start at the very first level and it sucks, but everyone does that. And I was at level one when I was 20 years old as well. So that's four years ago when I was like at my really lowest point in my, um, I guess you could say adolescent years. Like I was just simply not a good person, honestly. And I think that um, I had a tendency to be a really reactive person and I don't think I treated people well. But I would not have been able to correct that without admitting that's what I was doing and so I made it a mindful journey that six nine months to a year to watch myself in each personality trait I was doing and over time too you know the more you do something the more you work on it and you correct it and you get better again bringing it back to like the tennis court right if I'm trying to improve my backhand and you know, reduce my mistakes or reduce the missed shots from 50% to 10%, I'm going to have to get to 40% first, right? I have to get from, all right, I'm only, I'm missing 50% and now I'm only missing 40%. I'm not going to go from 50% missed to 10% missed in a week or two weeks. I mean, I could, but like to make it consistent, it's going to take a while. And each time I start to make it, that's how I start to build self-confidence. And um, another thing that just popped into my mind as well is me going out and doing things completely by myself. So something that used to scare me was eating out on my own. And I recognized that that was something I was insecure about because I was like, oh, what are people going to think of me when they look at me and I'm eating at the restaurant by myself? Like, that's just so weird. And the first time I ever did that was when I went to a true food restaurant in Newport Beach. And I wasn't even 21 yet um, because I remember joking with my friend on FaceTime, my best friend Edie, shout out to you if you're listening to this right now. But I 
facetimed her she lives on the east coast back home where i where i'm from and i told her hey i'm at dinner right now i'm eating by myself she was like all for it and it's crazy because i'm like i was we were both so young then so it's just funny how like none of us thought it was that weird but i was doing it because you know i wanted to eat out i didn't have friends to go eat out with but um i also knew that i would build self-confidence by doing something that scared me so i sat at the restaurant ate it by myself and i wanted to order wine so I asked my friend, I was like, hey, do you think I should, like when she asked for my ID, should I say, oh, sorry, I forgot my fake ID? And we were laughing about it. So she's like, yeah, do it. So when the girl asked for my ID, though, I like chickened out and I said, oh, no, I just don't have it. Um, or yeah, I think I said, I just don't have it on me. And she's like, okay, it's fine. And she brought me the wine anyways. But I remember that moment because that was a foundation in building my self-confidence in being independent being an individual, standing up for myself, being on my own. And you have to go through moments of doing shit by yourself and before you can, you know, be confident to walk that road by yourself. And then I remember a year later, I finally traveled on a solo trip for the first time by myself. I went to Portland, Oregon for four days. And that was just a, again, very wondrous adventurous moment for me because I never went on a trip by myself and since then I've gone on trips by myself I even spent New Year's Eve by myself this past uh 29 yeah 2020 going into 2021 I went on a solo trip to Scottsdale Arizona just wanted to lay low focus um you know and I met some new people during that trip and that was so incredible so I think again everything you you want to do to build self-confidence the journey is what will build it and in order to get on that journey you have to go to level one and then you have to suck it up if it sucks at first or if it feels weird you have to embrace that feeling of oh my gosh I feel really uncomfortable when you feel uncomfortable about something that scares you that is going to build self-confidence because your mind is going to say hey this is going to be super easy once you do it five times or ten times so now anytime I want to go out and eat by myself or do something that my friends think that is really weird because I'm a really you know independent type of person like I don't really depend on having another person do something with me so to, to me that's how you build self-confidence in going after whatever you want and even when it comes to dating and approaching guys I think this is something I um I don't want to say I'm like good at but I just think again coming up to a guy and talking to him doesn't scare me not because I feel like I'm entitled or that I I think I'm good shit it just really is that I tried it the first time and I probably was sick to my stomach again years ago and um, over time you just start practicing right and I work in sales and so we have to do a lot of role play um cold calls and so that shit is nerve-wracking too the first time you do a cold call role play it's pretty fucking nerve-wracking because you're like oh my god I don't know what I'm doing but again over time as you practice and acknowledge that you're not so fucking good at it yet over time as you practice that's when you go oh okay I'm I'm getting good at this I'm actually really fucking good and that's how you become more confident and you bring that energy to the table, on the call, whatever that is, approaching the guy you like, approaching a new friend or reaching out to, you know, um, the job that you want and the employer, whoever's interviewing, whatever. That's how you build it. You just have to do it. 
But the first step in order to start doing it, you have to acknowledge where you are currently at. So that is from point A and then find the difference between point A and point B, which is where you want to be or where your end goal is. Before you head out, please be sure to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Even if you listen on Spotify, it means the world to me if you just take the quick 30 to 60 seconds to head on over to Apple and leave a review on the show if you've been enjoying this for quite a while now. And of course, please also be sure to join the community over at What Fulfills You Pod Instagram. I post on stories all the time and just more updates over there so you can stay connected on the podcast Instagram. Again, it's at What Fulfills You Pod and everything will be linked in the show notes. Until next time, guys, have a great weekend and I will chat with you all next week.